Okay, welcome to episode 73 of, Bi of Biomast. And uh, just before we get started, uh, we had a couple of words that we wanted to put out for people. Uh, it's no, no, no big surprise, but uh, we have a small occurrence or a happening going on tonight. So in honor of that, I would like to bring you a reading tonight. It's an oldie but a goodie, and hopefully we'll be able to put a new modern spin on this. I see the bad moon rising. I see trouble on the way. I see earthquakes and lightning. I see bad times today. But do not go around tonight. Well, it's bound to take your life. There is a bad moon on the rise. Okay, so Creedence Clearwater Revival brought to you by a faux Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, that's, that's totally for Jadik Menaheim, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to go ahead and get started tonight. No, no joke. Uh, we do have a little bit to talk about in terms of dust news because we had the re recent Hotfix Fox 4 announced by CCP Rattati which starts in feedback threads and then he actually laid out kind of the spreadsheet by numbers of kind of what he's going to change and, it, and it's a lot uh there, there's no doubt about that there's a lot of different things going on in there uh to kind of unpack and we'll be able to take that sort of piece by piece uh, so we do have kind of a uh, a neat show on tonight because we actually have a sitting cpm member that's going to stay awake we think tonight that's going to be pretty awesome um, we also have one of the more respected CPMs on, uh, so should be should be pretty interesting. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? We have a former CPM on, like we usually do. We can't really get rid of him. He's sort of like herpes. Uh, Thank and, you. Yep, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all there for you. And then we've got two or three other people that are legitimately out there trying to figure out if they can see the uh, the supermoon eclipse or the blood moon eclipse or, eclipse or whatever, whatever the hell we're calling it tonight. All I know is if I don't see zombies and werewolves by like 2 o'clock this morning, some shit's fucked up. Uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and knock out some intros. And we're going to go ahead and start with the one and only Soraya Zell. Hi, I'm uh, Soraya Zell, a uh, former member of the CPM, a co-host here on the show, a writer on the blog, and a uh, very, very distressed former Swarm Launcher user. Okay, so we've already foreshadowed the, the hate and rage and the bitterness that we're going to have out tonight. So uh, every time you hear somebody throw out anything that sounds remotely like bitter or ragey, I would like you to reach over with your right or left hand, depending on shooter preference, um, and pick up your alcoholic beverage of choice. Let's have a drink, and then we'll continue to go. So hopefully we can snowball this thing into a kind of a short show. So in, in about 35 minutes, we should be drunk off our ass. Okay, moving on. Mr. Bate. Uh, I... Am Awabate. I'm a member of the Incorruptibles, uh, a writer at the Biomass blog, and um, and yeah, uh, I'd also like to tack on to, to our new drinking game. Um, every time you hear Swarm Launchers or Forge Gunners or Fuck You, uh, two shots for those underage. I'm sorry, guys. I feel your pain. Uh, this, this could be a quick show. Uh, and by the way, we'd like to add another forum title uh, in addition to the ones that you laid out to Forgetter of the Mumble Port. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, see, I rooted my thing, uh, my Android. I rooted it uh, a couple of days ago, so it deleted all my shit. So I've been scrambling around to uh, get it back to normal, and Biomast was not at the top of the list like it should have been. Okay. Well, you've got your priorities straight. That's good. But, uh, you know, kind of serves you right for picking a Google product. Uh, Pokey Draven. I'm Pokey Draven from OSG Planetary Operations, co-host here on the podcast, and I'm actually writing something for the blog this week. This should be interesting. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Alrighty, uh, and we've got our guest on tonight, Mr. Darth Carbonite. Hi, I'm Darth Carbonite, member of PM2, and uh, here for the tears, perhaps, maybe. Uh, that's pretty good. Can you redo that record scratch again? That was like straight out of the '80s and shit. Sorry, terrible mic tonight. <laughs> no, no, it's good, man. We're just having fun with you. Um, let's see, Jadek, are you up on the net? And ladies and gentlemen, Jadek Menheim is actually here, but he's not here because he's trying to watch the Blood Moon. He's probably gotten eaten by a werewolf, and he desperately, desperately wants to talk about anally fisting tanks. It's not nearly as bad as it sounds. I promise it is a video game, and this is more or less PG-13-ish, kind of, on, on a good day when we're not drinking as much as we are tonight. So, on that note, what we are going to do is uh, we, we will obviously talk a little bit about the hotfix, as you can imagine. Uh, but we normally start off with a CPM update. Uh, and traditionally what we've done and when Zell was on, we would... Uh, we would Query him about all things CPM. Zell is very eager uh, to have a CPM2, a sitting CPM2 on, so that he can be the one to ask them questions publicly as the, as we asked him questions. So, Bait, are you up to it right now, or do you need to take a minute to stretch out before I we open the CPM update up and then let, let Zell pester you publicly? You mean Darth. Bait is not a CPM. I... Same thing. Damn, I'm He can take my place. I don't mind. I mind. Oh, we all mind. Trust me, Darth. We want you. So, 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 Darth, how's things been going the last, the last, I don't know, month, two months, three months, something like that? Last two months? Pretty awesome, actually. Getting really, uh, really nice to actually be in on what's going on and to actually be able to do something, or at least try to be. Um, yeah, getting a lot done, or so we think, and uh, it's been great getting to know the CCB guys. So, so how much involvement would, would you say the CPM has had on the contents of this hotfix? Uh, a great deal. Um, a great deal. He so would, can, he would so really can, like you to just tell him who is the guy that was so we can blame it all on form watcher changes. Just, just go ahead and do that, and we can just get past this. <laughs> yeah, it's obvious where this is heading, but uh, we're all in it together, so you can blame any one of us or all well of us. Done. It doesn't matter. Well done. Zell, just pick a random member and just blame them. Just well, I, we can just focus I, the your thing rage. Is, is I know it's focus dark. Your rage. I know it's dark <laughs> because he's the dropship pilot that I that I had the misfortune of of, of nominating. <laughs> Doug, you're on grave. I don't know. Can yeah, confirm or deny? Hey, nobody had heard of you before. I started being like, everybody vote for Darth, man. Oh, that's and then you slow. go and stab me right in the back, and you 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 do us, you do like three swarm nerfs in the first release after you get elected. These are all allegations. Yes, they are. I'm amazed you haven't accused breaking stuff. I, you know, I really, I never accused breaking stuff as much as I asked him why he let it happen because he's supposed to be the one that protects the AV role. And he hates swarm launchers of the passion. He's openly said that. But he's he's got to keep the vehicles in check one way or the other. Yeah, and he he buffed he buffed uh, forge guns, which he loves, and you love because you don't use swarm launchers apparently. That's true, actually. I do use forges almost exclusively now. It's the only AV weapon that actually is effective against dropships. And we're so. saying break and buffed forge guns as if he's the sole power behind what gets created in dust. So hey, we dark. asked you how much involvement you guys had in the, in the hotfix. You guys said quite a lot, so, you know. So, Darth, uh, uh, something that's been on my mind. Were you the beautiful soul who had my MagSec SMG buffed that you're doing? I, I'm not going to say who did what. 
God damn it. <laughs> but uh, like again, it was a group effort. So if you're happy about that, we're happy about it. Fuck. You should be happy. <laughs> oh no, trust me, I'm overjoyed. You can ask anybody in my corporation. I when I saw that MagSec bur- uh, buff, oh my god, I was so fucking happy. It's the only side I want to use is my little uh, my little MagSec PPO. I love that thing to death. Nice. And just just to wrap up this this question cycle here, Darth, is uh, you know I've been you know reading through the Skype chat today, and even even boundless optimism, Pokey is starting to like he's each re- reaching the end of his rope here. How should should we be should we be feeling what should we be feeling right now? You should be feeling depressed, uh, but you should also be repeating the message you have been saying. You should be repeating that you're dissatisfied on biomass. You should be repeating it on the forums. Let everybody know that you want more, um, and CCP will listen to you, and maybe it will happen. Well, <laughs> the CCP will listen to you a bit. That's, that's maybe, I don't know that okay. that might maybe. be a stretch. Listen is, is what they'll do. See, we can say. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell you to shut up because that's clearly not beneficial. Oh, no, no, no. So. I, I, I would not allow you to, to attempt to suppress my, uh, I, I don't know about you, Darth, but I, I do live in America and I do like my freedom of speech and uh, I, I will gladly voice uh, my my uh, my uh, displeasure for dust on the current platform. Uh, so I will continue to say that we should port dust. And uh, hopefully, uh, you will be the one. You personally will be the one to make it happen. Yeah. Don't let me down, motherfucker. I'm counting yeah. on you. I mean, if you're depressed, I'm sorry. You know, we're we're all feeling it right now. But um, who knows what the future holds? Hugs made me feel better, Darth. Okay, so I'm gonna bring this one back on the rails. In, in all seriousness, though, uh, what could you could you? provide a general categorization of your first few months as CPM2? Like, is it, I guess, this is kind of the interesting question. Is it um, sort of more access, less access than you, I guess, anticipated going into the process? And do you feel like there is uh, value in what you're providing to CCP? A lot more access and uh, great value. Yes. So Good. I know that's positive. Um, but no, yeah, that, that's genuinely fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, that, that's and and that's the thing. Is it's a different set, a different set of perceptions because, uh, as you as you may well know, there is a, a bit of strife on the uh, CSM side in Eve, which is a much more mature organization or system, and it deals uh, with Let's a go far with older. Far broader, Let's not go more mature. Uh, well, it's a it's the process itself is mature, and the issue is that it's still going up and down in terms of what exactly do they provide to the process uh, versus the people they converse with in the community. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see how kind of, how kind of this unfolds. Um, I guess, so question to you, Darth, uh, what are the type of things that you see? Uh, well, let me, let me offer it this way. I'm trying to find an an- a way to ask the question that you will, you will be willing to answer. Um, the words cautiously optimistic and they'll tell you when they're ready and a lot of vague heavy-handed hints from some of the cpm members we're uh, happy <laughs> well, something like that, that that tend to uh lead people down to certain suppositions that there are things going on behind the scenes in dust uh, i'm not going to ask you to say yes or no to that because you you won't uh, but i guess my question is if somebody were to ask you is this game worth sticking around for when there's a lot of other games better, newer, shinier, faster to play? 
not you know not on a PS3, what would be your recommendation to that player? Well, I'd have to purely recommend the game on the grounds of or on the basis of how good the game is, you know, without any pretense of without thinking about the future, you know, what it is now. And I like the game now. Um, not a lot of people do as much as we might, but um, it helps to have friends. So if you enjoy the game right now, keep playing it. If you don't, I don't mind you taking a break. Um, okay, fair enough. All right, so is there anything going on that the CPM can tell us about what they've been working on or what they are personally interested in continuing to champion? Uh, we're really focused on the uh, the hotfix right now and seeing how it turns out. Um, after that, we're going to start working on the future. We've already got a lot of things that we'd like to see tweaked, changed, balanced, etc. But uh, we're really excited to see how this hotfix turns out, and we'll go from there. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you sounding sounding very positive about it. Uh, I guess that's that's a good thing. Uh, so, any other other specific notes or updates that you wanted to hand out or uh, lay out to the uh, audience? Don't stop nagging. Okie dokie. Uh, let me let me know when they stop when they when they actually do something other than like fuck with numbers in the spreadsheet, and I might start playing. Um, I think you'll know when that happens. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, let's. Has anybody else got any questions for uh, Mr. Carbonite? No. All right. So we're going to turn it over to our favorite part of the show. This is the segment where it's the one time, and I would also reference the fact that it took a blood red moon with an eclipse and, you know, some form of a sacrifice to get it to happen, where Zell actually runs part of the show with content. So. What what we'd like to do is turn this part of the show over more or less Didn't to Didn't I just to do this out. whole thing where I like last week where I went over the, the the CSM minutes like day by day and session by session to highlight out the important stuff that might be relevant to Dust players? That's I did that no. like just last week. <laughs> right. Probably, that, nobody paid attention to that. Exactly. So now you're we talk we, about we basically did to you what to. you do to us every every day we do the show. <laughs> so so at this point, we're gonna we're gonna hand the steering wheel of this uh, race car that is flying down the uh, the grease track here to uh, Sarayzel, so we can talk a little bit about Hotfix uh, Fox Four. And and like we did mention up front, there are a lot of things in it. Uh, and as I somewhat douche in a douchebaggy kind of way said to Darth, most of what it is is uh, uh, in all fairness, it is a lot of change, and some of it's fairly fairly large. Uh, but it is still just moving some numbers around in the quote unquote super spreadsheet that you know generates what happens in dust. Um, now that being said, th that is not to uh, throw a rock at anybody's work on it because we, we really don't know what the outcome of some of it is. We can sure guess pretty good on some of it, I think. Uh, but again, hot fixes are very tough to understand sometimes when you take them in isolation, mostly because that's all we have is you have to take, take the, the changes or the proposals in isolation because there's no clear picture about anything going on beyond the hotfix. So on that note, Mr. Zell, take it away. Oh God. Um, all right. So the, the big thing is that uh, so far this has been dubbed hotfix Fox four, which I know someone suggested in a Skype chat or someone somewhere, and I might have copy and pasted it into a channel with CCP and said, Hey, this is a good name for a hotfix. Um, 
but uh, the the big things uh, putting saving the best for last is uh, shield tanking has um, been radically buffed, or or what they what he said was radically strengthening the shield recharge rate, recharge delays, and damage thresholds for Kaldari and Mimitar drop suits, and they've also reduced the CPU cost of shield regulators. Um, they have uh, changed a bunch of the uh, rifle ranges to bring them much closer to each other. Um, the, let's see here. And they tweaked some scrambler rifles or something. And um, they're actually, I, I think they said that they're going to try to bring things closer to the Galante assault, assault rifle rather than, you know, buffing everything, buffing it up to everything else. Um, one of the interesting ones that is worth noting is after, I think it was CPM0, went to great extent to try to completely murder the impact grenade to the point that no one would carry one. It was so bad. Um, they're actually massively buffing the fused grenades, which are, are the impact grenades. Um, so it, they will actually be like a relevant combat option again. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that with the Myos. That's just going to be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get to that part, but yeah, yeah. So um, that was sarcasm, by the way, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, everybody, quick, take a drink. So yeah, they increased the melee damage on drop suits, and they nerfed myofibs. Right. I, I, Correct. What? Why am I leading a hotfix chat? Anyways, I didn't read most of this before I went on the show. Um. <laughs> I, I, I mean, come on, man. This is a well-oiled professional machine, folks. I, I just I did not expect to be doing this this whole thing. Um, but uh, so we'll get to the to all of those things later. But so the the big thing is that um, CPM two has has right and justly destroyed AVV balance as much as they could in one patch. Um, so they're trying to make um, uh, Kaldari HAVs stronger compared to the Galante ones. Um, they have, whether or not they agree with it, they have massively promoted dropships by making only one weapon now able to kill them, um, or at least more so than they were before. Um, and they, the the big interesting thing is they have made it possible to melee kill a tank. Um, mass drivers can now be somewhat useful AV weapons, and uh, they have massively increased the damage bonus for hitting the weak spot which is the the back of tanks, the sides of sides the the engine pods on dropships and the wheels of labs. Or did they only do the weak spot increase for halves? Do you know? Uh, let me look. I believe it's just for the HAVs currently. Yeah, I think it's just tanks. Oh, okay. So we really really making it hard to kill something with kill dropships. Got it. Are you trying to insinuate that Darth is the more successful version of Judge that Judge thought he was going to be? I am. See, you see, Judge had this whole thing where he said, you know, he did he made these outlandish statements like fifty KDR is okay, and that you know, and that that's just you know the way he was was he would just say you know this is what you know it's that's like you know balanced. Whereas Judge, you know, Darth's keeping keeping quiet here. He's not volunteering anything, but you know, suddenly Swarm Launchers got like three nerfs in a row, and uh, you know. It's also important to know for those of you who don't read the forms that Rotati has stated in the thread in question that the idea of a uh, anti-air specific version of swarms, likely the assault swarm launcher, is on the table for discussion. So while Zell is going to insinuate that dropships are now unkillable, uh, they are looking at options for making swarms specifically for killing dropships. But I mean, so swarms have always been, to be blunt, the 
one of the few effective weapons against dropships. They're better at getting it going against dropships than halves, because in you know when you're fighting halves, you're often fighting with ter uh, you know terrain in the way, and it's a lot harder to aim. You know the slow the slow speed of of swarms means halves are generally going to be behind something before your swarms get over to them. They're not very good at going against halves, but so they've completely removed the uh, anti dropship potential of them with the most embarrassingly minimal range that you could ever give an EV weapon, um, and said, well, maybe at some point we might have an anti-air swarm launcher, and that, that defeats the point. If anything, you should be they should have made these focused on making the swarm launcher anti-dropship, because they already introduced two new weapons to kill halves this, in this hotfix. See, that's why, um, with the, the, the lowering of the swarms from the AV um, pedestal, a new uh, weapon has, has risen uh, to take its place in that weapon is the Assault HMG. Best AV weapon by far. Uh-huh. Well, but I, the thing is, is none of the, the, you know, like, mass drives have been added, but you're not going to mass driver a, a dropship. You can't melee a dropship uh, unless it's parked. I've, I've seen people mass drive dropships very successfully. It's got to be, it's got to be low. Mm, yeah. Just, that's, yeah, Assault dropships. I mean, you... Those fuckers fly low all the time and camp the domination point. That's what I hate. But now and then they instantly your, your just breach. hit the up button and are no longer threatened anymore. I mean, the thing is, you need a yeah. you need a weapon that can go up to go after this is true. This is after dropships, and they need to have the range to actually be able to chase down a dropship when forge it's guns. speeding off. Well, yes, forge guns are the only acceptable form of AV right now that can take on a dropship. Plasma ship. can plasma cans if you get really, 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 really lucky. They but the, those have those have a lot of drop to them too, not as much as the mass driver, but. Mm, this is true. Depends on how good you are with them. Mm -hmm. It also wouldn't surprise me if it's uh, an idea later in the line to introduce a uh, an EM style uh, AV weapon. I'm guessing that if that is the plan, they're holding off mostly because, along with the other changes coming in the hotfix, they are attempting to buff the Caldari HAV, which is by far underperforming compared to the uh, Galente HAV. So probably the introduction of a anti shield AV weapon at the same time would kind of be counterproductive. So I imagine that we'll we'll probably see that in, in the progression of, of changes to come. But uh, you know, for example, if you had like a, a variant of the laser rifle that would also work well for dropships because that is a, a longer range weapon that would do quite well against an aerial target. It's like that's a um, expansion talk right there i think if anything like that would were to come it wouldn't come you know with uh, uh our lords uh one point uh when we on three or four it, it would probably come with the next expansion so you may have to wait a while on that one well sure i mean they, they obviously want to tweak the shield hvs to make sure they're performing on par with with the armor before they start introducing you know specific anti-shield weapons so i, I don't expect it in the immediate future but i, I imagine that's a a process they eventually want to go to to kind of give more options for for AV, particularly since uh, with the addition of the mass driver and flaylock as uh, as you know partial AV weapons, we have a lot of explosive type and, and very little anti shield. Just the plasma don't, cannon and the don't forget the don't forget the knives and the explosive stuff. Well, true, but those are those are neutral damage. I'm but talking I mean, specific you know anti shield. You basically have flux grenades and, and the plasma cannon. So I, I think it would be appropriate at some point to bring in a you know, a, a, an actual laser damage type for the 2020. Yeah, that that, that would actually be nice. Um, and uh, and uh, give the give the uh, the Amar uh, some kind of AV weapon because at this point, right, 
every race except the Amar has an AV weapon. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, they are changing okay. the damage type of swarms to a new damage type, which is kind of goofy, but they're calling it um, Explosive Missile and giving that damage bonus to the Kaldari uh, Commando opposed to the Mimitar Commando, which will maintain the Explosive Explosive, like your Master Weapons and whatnot. So it's still going to do minus 20 to shields, plus 20 to armor, but it will apply to the Kaldari Commando. So at this point, it's really the Amar Commando that doesn't have an AV weapon of its own, which I would like to see happen eventually. So for clarification, these uh, these shield bonuses or these shield buffs, I should say, is that only being applied to the um, is it the Kaldari assault, or is that being applied across the board, all suits, all roles, all races? Um, I would say the the buffs are mostly applied to the Kaldari and the Minmatar. Uh, they're they're tweaking a few things with the Galente and Amar. I think some are slight buffs, maybe some slight nerfs. Um, it's all in the spreadsheet. I, I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it's mostly a buff to the Kaldari and the Minotaur ones. The, just the assault suits, or... Uh, nope, all, all of them. All of them. Okay, okay, because okay. I've been feeling funny about my Kaldari commended for a while now. <laughs> so I, th I think... Yeah, they, they're they going to look pretty pretty potent. I think the, the drop suits are going to probably do okay. quite well. well. We'll see how that plays out with the new fitting and whatnot. So I think we lost Jay. Um, probably his connection is... is I got you. No, it's cutting in and out, though. Oh, sorry about that. Max X buff. Okay, all right. So net, since... All right, let's try to try to get this on point. So uh, taking it kind of one piece at a time, uh, we talked a little bit about you know, changing some weapon stats and stuff like that. Might as well go ahead and touch on the, the rifle, rifle piece, which I find interesting that uh, we continue to, to struggle to find ways to make the oldest rifle in dust relevant. And I think we're on iteration 27 of fucking with rifles now. So go ahead, somebody, you know, TN. I, I, do, I will say this, though. I do like the idea of bringing the weapon stats closer in together, but why we thought they needed to be closer to the AR, I don't know. Uh, because but, the AR is like a f doesn't do anything and is slightly less like ARs. a flare gun than swarm launchers. No, the AR works really God good God. if you're inside its range. That that's the problem when you start with, you know, Breakin actually I assume is somewhat somewhat the champion of this because he and I have talked about this quite a bit and he's me and him are or at least we're somewhat on the same page that they needed to bring the performance in together. Uh, what I am continually amazed at is our ability to shape the game where the optimal way to fight is basically inside baseball, you know, like not even baseball throwing range, but like about as far as you could chest pass a basketball. That's about actually what the optimal range of a lot of these weapons are. Yeah. I want you to think about that. <laughs> I want to say it was, was it Uprising 1.0 where the range completely disappeared because most of the fall off was just gone? I think that was Uprising 1.0, and it was just, it was nasty because you'd spend, you know, 20 seconds running at your enemy before you'd be able to actually shoot at them. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it's one of those things where I, I guess what I'm, what I'm aggravated by is the, uh, like, we have this continual need to go back and mess with these weapons when there, there's a couple, the two core, core things that are stopping any kind of weapon balance from occurring is the base idea of range, which we, range per weapon in the biracial type, which we took from Eve, which many of us agree that you can't translate those things from Eve into dust, you know, two dramatic, just utterly different types of games. Um, and, and then part two is you have some very wonky mechanics that were in place in some of the weapons 
just to make them feel different, but not really adding a lot to the gameplay. I th- at least I think. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, you you have very large differences in stats, particularly in the range. And then, like you said, um, you see this a lot with you know things like the the heat buildup in Amar guns or the the recoil in Kaldari weapons, where or the charge time, even for that matter. Um, like you said, it was made there to to have them feel distinctively different. But at the same time, when they're so different, it's almost impossible to get a proper balance because you're trying to you know balance secondary attributes against you know DPS and range, and it, it's just a whole mess. We've kind of been, you know, shuffling them around for a long time, but I think that we haven't looked at the core issue, which is that those big differences are really what's causing it to be impossible to properly balance them. Fair point. Um, let's see. So that effect is that we've we've brought some of the, some of the weapons in closer to the AR in an attempt to make it work better. And the AR again, the AR pretty much works. I think I think personally, at least the last time I messed with it, which was quite a while ago. Uh, it, it performed fairly well as long as you were in the range of something that you know you were trying to hit. You know, uh, that's just my opinion. And I think I think one of the outputs is some of the drop suit changes where they've added a rate of fire bonus to I think the gal assault. Uh, so we'll see how it works out. It's not bad the the assault rifle isn't. Um, if you do throw it on that Galente assault and you don't run. Um, like a, a standard or militia one, though I've had much success with my standard one. Um, but if you run like, I don't know, I think it's the glue five, um, or no, I'm sorry, the Gek. Uh, if you if you run the Gek or whatever, or the the GB nine breach, um, and you know anything above that, then you're set with the assault rifle. It's fucking, it's great. Um, throttling Galante assault suit. Uh, yeah. I guess I would have preferred to see, instead of pushing the assault variants down to the assault rifle, I wish they kind of would have pushed and pulled them more towards the middle. I mean, kind of like what Jay was saying, is that it does quite well within its range. The problem is that the range is pretty terrible. I mean, you, you, you can't, you're often not engaging within a range where it's going to be useful. I mean, we've kind of talked about this before with shields and armor and, you know, relative usefulness. And it's like, well, yeah, it's useful in certain situations, but if that situation... You know, only happens 10% of the time, it's not going to be a very effective weapon. So, you know, I, I kind of would have preferred if they had taken, you know, the the top two and brought them down a little bit and took the bottom two and brought them up. I think that probably would have been better. But, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I think they, they kind of did that. They're, um, the Assault Scrambler Rifle and the Scrambler Rifles are getting uh, the nerfs that they finally need. Um... But yeah, um, you, the, I think the Royal Rifle isn't being touched this round. Oh, no, wait, no, it is. It's getting no, they're, buff they're, they're, for Kaldari assaults, I think. No, not really. Well, the, assault, <laughs> the assault bonus is going to make the recoil better, but okay. in terms of the base rifle itself, it is, it's range... It, sorry, it, the, the it Assault Rail Rifle, its range is being nerfed. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I, I think that'll help, especially um, those of us running assault rifles, um, because normally, you know, you're you're a Galante assault, and uh, with your with your little uh, assault, um, I, I assault guess rifle. let me let me let me just ask oh, yeah, a, uh, a specific question to Darth. Is there? Can you describe to us kind of how you guys arrived at using the Galante assault rifle as the as the thing which to to, to base the other weapons off, at least use that as the baseline for the other weapons. Why did you start what it? Cause it feels like we started at kind of the low end of the, of at least the range curve uh, instead of somewhere in the middle. Does that make sense? What I'm asking? Yeah, it does. I can't speak to it too much other than that. 
the AR was the focus and things kind of. Was, was that you guys' focus or Rattati's focus? Uh, it was joint. It was my, uh, right. yeah, you, yeah. When you pause five seconds, I already know it's Rattati's because he's pretty much said so on the on the forums. Um, well, he is Galente. I mean, that's that is known. But, well, um, yeah, and and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's he's. Uh, I'm, I don't think he's like unfairly basing things on it. But my point is, as he as he's even shown in some of his posts and, and it somewhat admitted to, he tends to run that a lot. Therefore, he's much more intimately aware of it. Uh, so he's probably more acute to where the issues are with it, uh, which is no different than than anybody than who anybody else. Specialize. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He just happens to be the guy who actually can say yes or no, put this in the game or not. <laughs> Very true. Okay. Um, so I, I guess curious, since you actually have the scrambler rifle named after you, Darth, the, yeah. the changes to the, uh, the base scrambler and the, you, you pretty, does that, you think that works pretty well uh, for the Amar assault users? Do I think it will work? Yes. Um, did it need to be done? Yeah. Um, looking forward to seeing just how well it works. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. What what I'm what I'm kind of curious about is when we make when they make changes like this, um, does it like what are the impacts to people who who run the who could who would normally or would try to run a scrambler and not wear an Amar suit? Uh, that's where I'll be kind of keen to see how that kind of works out for folks. Um, much like with any some of the other some of the other weapons, there's some distinct drawbacks in there. Uh, which is probably by design and not a bad thing, but it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. I think we are encouraging people to pair uh, weapons with their racial suits. That's pretty obvious. I think that'd be, I think that'd be a great idea. So when are you going to start like changing the maps so that people that have, that have long range, long range weapons by racial type aren't gimped the closer they move to the point that they have to take to actually win the match. Every night in my dreams. <laughs> Changing maps. <laughs> oh, no, I was just curious. That's that's like one we fenced about on here a long time. Is like when you oh, optimize. Yeah, well, it's when you optimize thing, when you optimize for one thing or the other. Uh, the maps, by their nature, and rightly so, don't often don't always give you that thing. Uh, so it's sort of you're kind of in betwixt and between sometimes. No, it that's understood. Um, there's not much we can do about it. No, I guess not. Uh, let's see. I, well, actually, I honestly don't think maps are real. I mean, you could take the maps that we have now, which are by and large not bad, but you could really... But I still think it goes back to if the maps are, or at least the areas that we fight on are as big as they are, I'm not really sure why we have this like absolute obsession with shortening the engagement ranges of everything. Uh, to I mean, I mean, look, quite literally, if you go outside and you pick up like a baseball and throw it, that, like you can throw it about as far probably as as like the optimal ranges of some of the weapons that we're dealing with. That's which I'd is agree with infuriating. That. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely infuriating to me. So anyway, uh, on, on to bigger and better, better things. Um, it looks like there was some discussion about changing a lot of the CPU and PG and some of the th some of the slots, particularly the modules uh, in the biotics family. Uh, that that should be interesting, I think, uh, in terms of fitting some things. Uh, the shield tanking in and of itself, I think, is going to be uh, fun to watch. 
I'm curious to see how this works out because one of the other things, it, again, Dust has a lot of complexity in it, which is good and it gives you a lot of choice, but it also makes it very difficult to mess with when you start talking about different suit layouts, um, early slot layouts rather. And then with an optimized CPU PG, PG, that's what I can't figure out. Um, if there's going to be ever a discussion about if I have this many high slots versus low slots, am I going to change the CPU and PG or not? If you're not going to do that, that we've got some we've got some problems, I think, in terms of how we're going to be doing these things. Yeah, I think that only makes sense. I mean, you've got obviously a, a focus depending on the higher load, depending on you know on what kind of modules that go in there and, and what to expect players to put in there and I think having it, you know, if it's all universal, you're going to have some real issues. I think I would prefer to see kind of a design system where, you know, if the suit has, you know, this many high, high slots, you have a, a ratio of, you know, PG to CP multiplied by that number of high slots and, and that's what you get. You can tweak it obviously, but I, I think that the, the oversimplified approach is, is going to cause issues in the long run, particularly when you're trying to balance and make things work with so many different um, elements going into the fitting and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that I think they try to do a, they do good work with it, but ultimately, it, you know, there's it goes back to there's a lot of things that really need just a ground up relook uh, in terms of how these things work. Uh, I did, by the way, I, I we didn't really mention it, but I, I am actually mildly surprised that they touched assault suit bonuses. That was I thought good. Uh, I think that's a, a that was a good approach at, at taking. Uh, in terms of taking a bigger bite at some things, but I don't know. Well, we'll kind of see how it goes. Um, hey, Zell, do you want to go ahead and just tee off on the whole AV thing and just go ahead and get this one go going? Because we're all just kind of dancing around. I thought I already did this. Oh, you did? No, you did. Was this in the pre-show or did we do it after no, we, we started? We kind of, we kind of fought it out in the show. I mean, we can, like we can do some more. I mean, they, oh, no, 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 please, I mean, God. They, they no, really, no, 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 for the really, love of God, don't. Really did screw it up. So, you know, we can, we can go back to it if you'd like. Oh, people, I'm sorry. It might, it might have been when I cut out. Bitter. Sorry. People want us to be bitter. We can go back to being bitter. We we literally have requests for us to be more bitter on, on Skype. Well, I, I would not say that we stopped being bitter. We're just running out of things to be bitter about because we've walked through the uh, the hotfix list already. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in here that we want to chat about. Uh, hey, random question. Uh, Pokey or any of you guys that tend to run Galente stuff. The rate of fire bonus on the assaults, how do you think that one's going to work? I can't wait to see how that's going to uh, affect the assault rifle. I'll have to spec into the assault rifle again. Recently respec out of it, but uh, I, I will definitely respec into the uh, the Galente assault again. Uh, when I ran it, it was, it was great, and it needed a little bit of a, of a kick in the balls, and I think this will this will be that kick in the balls it needs. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little concerned because, I mean, kind of the reasoning behind it, at least from what I was reading, is that the AR is underperforming, so we gave the assault bonus, you know, a DPS buff to the AR to make it better. And I, I think that while that's fine, I, I actually be okay with, you know, the assaults in general getting a DPS bonus. I have some concerns with only one assault getting a DPS bonus, and I have some concerns with not really addressing the problem, which is the base weapon itself. Instead of making it viable, just one suit, you know, maybe a less aggressive bonus on the assault and then actually buffing the AR, so it's a little more useful for non-assault suits. But you know, we'll we'll see where it plays out. I, I I'm I'm very cautious about this one. I, I think it might explode, but we'll see. 
Well, I guess, well, let me ask a, a random question. Like, if we were to take just the informal poll in here uh, of the folks in the room, well, why why does the Galente AR traditionally underperform? Is it purely range or is it something else like damage delivery, ease of use or something like that? Like, I, me personally, I, I think it's, it's literally like 90% is range. Uh, did anybody else have any other reason why the AR is quote unquote underperforming? Well, it's one of two things in my mind. It's, it's either the range, like you said, or it's the fact that because its range is so limited, the amount of damage it does within that range is not as intensive as it probably should be. Um, because you can always increase the damage of a real rifle, but you can't increase the range of a of an assault rifle. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the, the, the gritty of it is that it's, you know, if I catch someone in that range... I should be able to melt them or I either need to keep the same DPS and increase the range. So I have a little more flexibility one or the other. And you know, that this, this DPS bonus might, might fix it, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It had the highest DPS for the assault rifles other than the assault scrambler, which was like a, like a out in left field thing anyway. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's more of a, an issue like we've talked about before where because it's range difference is so big with the other rifles that it's DPS difference needs to be larger as well, or that range difference needs to be smaller. I think either solution probably would have helped. Yeah, no, that's fair. Anybody else, anybody got any, anything else on why that was quote unquote un, underperforming? Okie dokie. So, yep. No tracking. I mean, it, I guess it's one of those things where I, I I, I will never understand some of the design choices because we don't understand the overarching theme of what the design is. Um, and actually, that would that would, in all seriousness, though, Darth, that that is actually a a valid, I think, asker or question. Um, is is I assume you guys have it, but is there some is there at some point you guys can post or maybe Rat could post? Here is how like here's how I see these races working. Here's how I see, not like physically in the game, but like what are the design themes behind them, uh, you know, or how, how do you see the races interacting? Because I think that might go a long way to clearing up why certain choices are made. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I'd also like to see. Sense. I'd also and like to see the vehicle numbers. Have we have we asked Darth for for vehicle balance numbers to be you know publicly shared and pretty graphs and stuff? I don't know. Have we? By that, I mean, if you could just ask him, or, or could you let him answer my question, then you can pass to him. <laughs> Go ahead, man. No, the, the like overarching design goals and, and thoughts on where suits should be, you know, the, the big picture stuff, um, these are things we think are super important and would really help not only let everybody have a better idea where we're headed, but um, let our community give better feedback. Um, so it's something we want to do. It's just we got to convince people to do it. If you're if you're at the point of needing to convince people to do that, like I'm just well, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and have a drink on that one. <laughs> okay, Zell, please go ahead and continue to pester Darth. Yeah, Darth, vehicle numbers. Can we get them posted? Can we get them shared? What about, just vehicle numbers. Like, gotta be like more specific. The, the, like how they perform their KDR, average KDRs, um, oh, KDR. average KDR for AV weapons, that sort of thing. Like, and you have I, to. I think spawn death ratio is that what but, you're talking about? Like what they do for the rifles and shit. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you got to filter out. I mean, obviously, I don't care how much forage gun kills infantry. Um, we have to be aware of 
vehicle kills versus, well, we killed people who were in a vehicle, you know, but the, the sort of relevant information that would let us, you know, put to death any of this whole thing where there's AV weapons that are theoretically overpowered. Oh, yeah, the, the thought of AV weapons being overpowered, laughable. It, it really is, and, and I want the numbers to prove it, but they're just not out there. Can, can we get those numbers? It's possible. Um, never stop asking. Can 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 you can you as our representative to CCP ask for those numbers to be to be shared with the community? I sure can. But will you? He'll say no. He'll say no. Yeah, I can do that. That's okay, cool. Cool. Not a question that I have not asked in the past. Um, do it now. More. Ask more. Transparency. Well, actually, you know, hidden within the. Uh, you know, poor footed jab there by, by Zell is, is a legitimate question, which I think a lot of us, and I think including you publicly, Darth, have asked a couple of times is if we could get, uh, if there would occasionally be some actual data like gameplay data that came, that comes out to continue to keep, uh, keep folks informed. Like I remember, uh, almost defensively CCP put, or correction, Rattati put some out, reference rifles at some point uh, to, to justify to people why he was, you know, that were raging at him about change. He's like, well, I changed it because I saw this. Boom. And he throws numbers out. That that kind of thing uh, is, one, difficult to refute, and it's it puts things in a much deeper and much more transparent context. We could and save, think- like, hundreds of pages of vehicle AVQQ if we just had the freaking numbers. Well, I think I think the other the other yes, I would I would agree with that to to some level. Uh, there will always be people that rage uh, in, in a video game because that's what people do in video games because it's not real life and they don't usually treat people like they do in real life. They treat them like they're in a game. And you'll never be able to interact face to face. The uh, now that being said though, I, I what to me I find frustrating is the absolute absolute episodic and. Um, inconsistent way that CCP communicates some of these things. It's like when it's convenient to them, you know, they will, they in the form of Rattati will occasionally throw, throw some numbers out there when it's not convenient or they don't want to answer the question. They just won't, even if it's something relatively innocuous, uh, like the usage rates for certain types of weapons, vehicles, and equipment. I think that would be a legitimate asker is, uh, is again, one of those things about, some consistency and regularity in terms of how we we offer player data because again when i was playing eve uh you know and even up until this to this day i still get the feed you know ccp puts out a lot of data uh from eve now i acknowledge that's a much different situation over there than it is in dust but probably occasionally having some data that comes out of like when you're going to put out a hot fix is like here's the data we saw and this is why we wanted to change it based on this and feedback from the CPM of blah, blah, blah. This is why we went this way. I think that honestly would help out tremendously uh, if they ever generate continued content for the game or changes in another hotfix or something. This is my opinion, but I, I think it is, uh, I think it would play out fairly well for you guys. It would help, and we need it. It's total agreement. Okay. Anybody else got anything they want to put out? Reference, um, reference any of the hotfix Fox Four uh, notations, drama, and information out there. Hey, Jay, uh, Janik here. There you are. Did you actually see the moon? I did. Yep. Yep. Didn't quite get a full um, full ring on that eclipse, but it was quite nice. Oh, that's pretty legit. Okay. So, 
now now that Jadik's back from his werewolf adventure, go ahead and tell us why you are excited about Hotfix Fox Four. <laughs> well, um, lately I've been doing a lot of melee, and it's going to be really interesting because one of the big things that came out that was kind of unexpected is they're adding melee damage efficiency to vehicles, um, HAVs. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was running the numbers on it. And uh, you might be able to to really put the hurt pretty quickly on a tank. Just fist it to death. No time flat. Where are you going to fist it, J-Dick? Oh, in the butt, of course. That's where the, uh, the best efficiency is. <laughs> you knew where that was going. <laughs> Well, as, well, somebody had to tee it up at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, uh, what had happened was initially when uh, Rattati dropped the changes, it looked like um, the melee damage was getting a nerf, but apparently he hadn't intended that. So after things are going to be uh, worked out, uh, commando melee is going to be at a base of 270, and then after stacking your myofibs, um, which it'll be a little bit more difficult now after they've doubled the uh, power grid requirements, but um, if you're running like a strictly um, brawler fit on a advanced Mimitar Commando, you should still be pretty fine if you have your fitting skills up. But um, with a body hit on a tank, I think I've clocked it around um, 2,500 HP damage. <laughs> and if you decide to hit it in the back in that little fuel cell, um, that's um, an additional 150% efficiency. So that's somewhere around 3,700 damage DPS per second. Because if you have um, either a sidearm or a equipment out, I found that the animation is a, a little bit quicker. Maybe that's just like an anecdotal thing I found, but it's uh, you can hit twice per second. Hadouken. Yep. Oh, this is so, my deep sigh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got AV on hand now. God damn it. <laughs> God, somebody has to link uh, that picture in Skype that you posted on Twitter, uh, Jadek. That was uh, that was Pokey the, that made that. Yeah, one he, he posted. Oh, did you make that? I, I I made it to cope with my intense hysteria. I was the idea of fisting a tank to death. Oh like, I can't. I, I can't so deal with hard. it other than the Walking Dead meme. So you know, I'll post that in the um, post it in, in the Skype. F- I'll post it in Skype in the feedback thread on the forums because people need to see it and understand that this is. It's just wrong. You can't fist the tank in the ass until it dies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to the credit of the Min Commando that this is going to work with at, at best is you have a pretty high profile, so you're going to be standing up pretty well in hitbox. That'll be pretty easy to well, hit. You're, you, you're a fat suit anyway. You're going to be standing out. I mean, yeah. yeah. But just, just because. Yeah. Um, the thing it. is, yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, have you, have you tried it with a Have you tried it with a men's scout yet? Oh, I haven't run the numbers yet on that, but it's that's not going to be a whole lot lower. <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, is uh, you have to worry about splash damage after killing a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which there's a way to work around that. Um, it's a glitch where if if you stand on top of the vehicle and kill it, you phase underneath the map until the vehicle asset is gone, and then you're spawned back where you were. So you don't get splash damage, but you're completely disoriented when you come back to reality. I I guess uh, I don't even know what to say about this one. I, I can only assume that like you know like the like at some point Ratati or somebody was like looking at numbers and you know they failed their saving throw when they were rolling the twenty sided dice to figure out what shit to change next 
and here we go. It's going to be great. I'm going to open up a salt mine. I'm just without words. I, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, in addition to the melee, um, I can see the men commando in general being a really potent platform for AV because they're also getting a buff to uh, breach uh, mass riders as AV. Well, all explosive weapons will now do full damage to vehicles, so mass drivers, right. flaylocks, and since the Mimitar Commander gets that bonus, it's it's going to be pretty potent. And it's also might be important to note for those not following the patch notes that they've well, no, we we talked about this. They changed the swarm launchers to the Caldari, so the Mimitar Commander will be losing the swarm launcher. They'll be gaining the the mass drivers and AV weapon. Which I mean, now it seems like we're getting to a point where more people have AV available to deal with. HAVs and general vehicles. It'd be nice to buff the uh, uh, like the vehicle survivability somehow, and maybe keep those um, weak points still very viable to damage. Well, and that's that's one thing I, I do have some concerns about. Like, I like the idea of you know you have to get behind the tank to, to really wreck it. Like, I think that's that's a pretty cool mechanic. What I do have issue with though is that the way that vehicles have evolved over over you know various patches is that they've moved to a a lower HP, higher speed, higher regeneration um, model, which has I think led to a lot of the problems we've seen. It, it's I, I think this weak point mechanic would work a lot better if we had an, like the older version where it was you know a much higher HP pool, but you regen a lot slower. Slow. You know I'm gonna vomit my mouth and actually agree with Zell on this one that I I would prefer a higher you know, buffer tank style rather than this ultra high regen. Because I mean, I mean, I, I use tanks you know fairly let regularly us, as well. Let but us I... eat away at them over a period of the five deaths we take trying to kill them, rather <laughs> rather than shooting a bunch of stuff, them getting away with twenty percent health and coming back ten seconds later with full health again. Yeah, I think it would it would probably more be more enjoyable. I think for both AV and vehicles, if because with most vehicles now, I feel like I. I can pull up, I start taking fire, I've got like, you know, a couple seconds to do something and then I have to run away, which is kind of boring. I, I would rather prefer to have a nice chunk of HP to work with where I can actually, you know, truly tank incoming fire for But maybe, it doesn't, but maybe it doesn't come back if you lose it, so... Well, come back, but I mean, like, I'm not a fan of the passive armor repairs. I don't like them, at least not the heavy ones. I, I like the active, you know, cycle-based reps. So, yeah, I mean, less less region and capability, but but a lot more HP. I mean, back in the day, you used to have your your pretty standard armor fit was well over 8,000 armor, and you just don't see that anymore. It's also kind of problematic if we did go that path of making it, you had to single out those weak points that swarms had their lock-on mechanic where it's a little difficult to pinpoint that spot when you're using a just a general center lock-on point. Oh, see, Jay, yeah. it's okay. After this hot fix, you won't be using swarms. <laughs> I mean, Solve I don't use problem. swarms, but I wouldn't try to educate. Well, I haven't actually... been using swarms since they took the other 100 meters off their range and made them pointless. Well, and I mean, you, you could actually solve that issue, I imagine, fairly simply. I'm, I'm not sure so much on the coding end, but I mean, currently swarms track to the origin point of the model. And in the past, that was actually on the ground, which caused issues because the swarms would hit the ground before they would actually hit the vehicle. But I think if you move that origin point to the true back of the vehicle, so swarms would actually track towards the back, I think that'd be a reasonable solution because if you shot in the back, they would then... I don't think you understand point. how many things that that would probably break. Well, I, moving I'm, I'm, the, moving the origin point of a model 
would probably horrifically break everything that ever intersected or interacted with tanks ever. Well, they, they've done so it in the past, the though, game. is my point. Is that they, like I said, it used to be on the ground, and they actually moved it up to the, the true center of the vehicle. So, you know, again, I don't know the nuances of how much they can actually change, but I think that would certainly be a reasonable solution, that if you get behind a tank and launch a swarm, it's going to actually go for that weak point directly. I think that's certainly fair. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how well this, this weak point concept works out with the current mobility and, and the speed of vehicles. I, I think it would work better and be more tacti you know, tactically meaningful if, if the vehicles were slower and actually had to you know, consider their approach and, and their angle of, of engagement and whatnot. But you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, it, it, vehicles are not exactly where I, I would have liked. I had hoped that the rebuild would have gone more towards that higher HP, lower regen model, but uh, you know, it is what it is. There's well, also the MP experience too. Not, doesn't seem like many people have known that there's a weak point on the back of these tanks. I had no idea. I don't know how you didn't know. This is like, I mean, because it nobody doesn't appear anywhere in the game. There, there's nope, nobody told me. Oh, and, it's, and it's the I only way to effectively do anything AV wise is to hit them in the weak points more um, often than not. Not necessarily. I mean, there's just things I'll call teamwork where you get a squad, a four man squad. Okay, it shouldn't. When, it shouldn't take a squad of four people to kill one player in an overpowered as class. It doesn't. It doesn't. It takes about two people. You get two people. We're commie swarms. Level five proficiency. Level five. Okay, it and you're good. Two fine. People. It shouldn't take two max level AV players to get. You're one right, player shouldn't. in an overpowered class. You're right. You're right. It shouldn't. It should take at least advanced, but still. Well, in in the standard modules on vehicles are pretty terrible too. The standard I mean, question is: Does do do standard swarms have a purpose in existing? No. Shut the answer is no. no. So there's a they problem. Swarms in the buff. I think they can kill the the crappy LAVs pretty well. <laughs> no, they can't. Anything can kill an LAV. <laughs> it, the LAVs are terrible. It's, um, th it, those need some work as well. I I run AV to shoot LAVs and giggle. It's the most fun thing ever. I'll tell you. I I originally see some schmuck driving down the road, and just firing swarms and giggling the whole time, and it. I originally specced into swarms during uh, the whole murder faxi taxi fiasco. <laughs> because that's when I started swarms, and it was just—it was so much fun because everyone had a car and everyone died. It was great. Well, and, and the fun—the fun part is that people again don't know about the weak points in vehicles and LAVs. If I recall correctly, is the hood of the car, and so I, I'd have a I blast. thought it was the wheels. Which is uh, the stupidest thing. I thought, thing I thought it was the hood, but, but regardless, I, I remember running around with a maxed out plasma can and people trying to run me over and just one shotting them right in the face because, you know, with, with max skills, you can pretty much nuke LAVs in one shot, which is amazing. Oh, yes. I actually remember back in the day when, when the unfit uh, militia LAVs were really popular and you could throw the AV grenades on the ground and then as they rolled by, they'd get sucked up into the undercarriage of the vehicle and, and blow them up in one hit. That was yeah. amazing. I, mean, I, I was had um, I had a, my BPO lab and I had um, I think I had enough BPO vehicle modules that I could fit on it to make it able to survive just about any first shot so that, I, I mean, if you have it tanked well enough that you know, you get one shot, and you're like, okay, I took a shot, it's time to get out. And then you'd know your car was about to blow up, but I, I would never suddenly blow up the way I had my lab fit. And it was a, it was a free lab fit. It just was, you know, I had some, some BPO modules on top of it. Well, I think labs are a point that need to be really looked at again pretty extensively. Yes. They're, they're, well, I mean, Rattati's has some fixes, be... but they're not quite 
They're right. supposed they're... to be a combat platform, but, but not we were supposed su- to be we were to supposed to get shot, an right? actual transport mechanic. We were supposed to get like some sort of little speeder or something. And the thing is, is I feel like Lav should almost be as you know powerless as they are right now, and that everyone should just get them. Because the thing is, yeah. is that it like if you play Dust without an access to call in BPO Labs whenever you need one. It's so painful. There's so much just running, endless swaths of open space. Well, the labs are absurdly expensive, isquise, for what you get out of them. Yeah, and the the BPO lab is probably the best thing I ever spent any money on, cost-benefit-wise. Yeah, I'll buy that. That's pretty legit. You just need some sort of rapid transport option in the game. Well, I remember, you know, before Respects came out, I actually put a lot of time and effort into beefing, you know, like actually like playing with labs, like tricking them out pretty good. And, and not just like the, not the Logi lab, like murder taxi thing, but literally like trying to beef it up like a combat platform. And the reality is even after sinking a pretty fair amount of SP into it, you're, you weren't getting enough out of it. Uh, you, I mean, it, it, you could get pretty good at some niche things like uh, like even cross and I would do it I had a pretty 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 dolled out uh, LAV setup and we'd run a small rail in the back and we would both have AV sets on and he and I could pretty much for a while uh, we could really make life difficult for a lot of vehicle vehicle players like generally if you were a B plus player and above we 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 could annoy you at best. And that was me across really put, trying to put the wood to them with a lot of effort. Um, but if you were a, like lower than a B plus player, you're we probably going to crush your ass uh, and we could chase you down in the lab. And it was strong enough. It could survive enough uh, that you could, get, you could break contact if you needed to. But that was a lot of SP and two pretty, pretty good players getting after it in a lab. It's definitely not something that is. I would recommend. You know, that's not those. Those aren't tactics that you can you can take somebody who's been playing for like, you know, less than six months and then have them reliably, you know, replicate. Yeah, it's unfortunate that the lab kind of just eventually turned into kind of the, the de facto transportation vehicle and, and really not much more. I think that's partially fault of, of losing any sort of specialties and as well as the small turrets still remaining largely ineffective on, on the, the ground platforms like that. I would hope that we could, you know, some variation in, in the future to make it effective so you can actually do like what you were describing to, you know, a better extent. But, you know, currently it's, it's just not there. I don't know. I mean, what other functionality could you give them? Like a cloak, maybe, or something like that? I don't know about a cloak, but maybe like a scanning platform. I mean, I, like I've, I've said in the past that, you know, I've liked to see vehicles as a means to do similar things that infantry can do, but on a, a larger scale, but maybe with, you know, less efficiency. So, you know, like a, a scout LAB, for example, could have bonuses to active scanners, not to the extent that you see like on a handheld infantry scanner or a scout, but something that they can kind of drive past and do a loop around, you know, a complex and, and do an omnidirectional scan and pick up, you know, a large majority of suits that aren't dampened or, or something like that. I think you could add some interesting functionality and, you know, it, it would be nice to see vehicles have more of a role than just transport or killing things, which is really all we have right now. And that's also a, a big part of the problem in trying to establish, you know, how they should perform and whatnot, because, you know, if an HAV isn't good at killing infantry, it really doesn't have a purpose, which, you know, is not good. 
Yeah, no, I'll buy that. Like I've I've tried setting them up for like recon fits where you put like a like a scanner in the vehicle and you basically do like uh like patterns like search patterns around the map like with nitro on to try to try to get get your get the best scan you can squeak squeak out of it and, and it's you know it could be relatively effective um you know to a degree but like i said I, i'm all in if we can come up with other other things that they can they can do outside of shooting and and moving three people uh i just i'm not really sure what they're what they can actually put in the game to be frank with you yeah, the, the game modes aren't set up for it, which is unfortunate. Like we, we've mentioned before, Skirmish 1.0 had a distinctive use for for HAVs, and you know we obviously lost that and and lost that purpose with it. So it, it, it kind of put vehicles in a, in a weird limbo where they just they don't really have a distinctive purpose other than you know what we see now, which is rather shallow and it, it does cause issues. Fair point. Uh, okay. Any any other saved rounds on? Any topics for tonight before we kind of start to close this out? Uh, yeah, um, I had something that was uh, brought to my attention by uh, by Ripley. Um, oh, sure, go ahead. A week ago, um, you know, we, we were talking um, uh, about uh, a bit, just random logic bullshit, um, and he had the brilliant idea. I, I loved this uh, when I heard it to um, essentially remove all militia equipment. And so that there's just standard and then take standard equipment and make a BPO out of it with exceptions. Um, so like the shit that Logis use, like your, your nanohives, your injectors, uh, your tools and, and your uplinks, make those BPOs and just give those to everybody. Um, obviously you wouldn't give out a BPO cloak or a BPO uh, RE or anything like that. Um, but essential logic equipment, just make it a BPO and give it to everybody so that, because equipment does cost a lot of freaking money, um, especially if you buy in bulk, uh, which normally you do as a Lodgy. Um, uh, so, so making, uh, making it all a BPO would, uh, would really, um, help out the, the new players who were just trying to get into, um, into a role that they can make as quickly. Um, or e- even the role that they plan on uh, staying in forever uh, throughout their desk career, uh, what little time of it is left. Um, I-, I wanted to see what you guys uh, thought about this. Well, I certainly think it's an issue, the ISK investment involved with, with logistics. And Cross and I have talked about this in, in a great extent, um, in that it, it, logistics, without a doubt, is the most expensive infantry role you can you can play. I mean, it's it's just absurd. Uh, I, I'm not sure how I feel about making an entire tier or at least a large section of a tier of equipment be free. Um, that's just the E player in me going, you know, you shouldn't just have BBOs rolling around like that for, for standard equipment. No, sure. But, okay, you know, so like, then... you know, it's, you understand my, my reluctance in, in agreeing to that bit. No, no, sure. I, I, I can see that. Then, then you should, then what should be looked at then is maybe an alternative that, to that then if, uh, if some people, you know, don't feel that that's, you know, something that, that they would be comfortable with, um, is then sharply reducing the, uh, the equipment cost of, um, or the is cost of equipment, um, on all levels, I would say, because some of it is just ridiculous, um, how much it costs, um, even the advanced or e- even standard, which is what I, I mostly run on my Logi suit, um, it, it's just, it's expensive and it, it really shouldn't be that expensive. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you you obviously have to to look at that. You know, carrying that equipment adds a level of utility to the character, and that utility has value. So, you, you certainly want a cost associated with it. But I, like you said, I think reducing the the price for all tiers to, to varying degrees would probably be appropriate because it, it does get really absurd and how expensive, particularly on the, the proto end compared to other roles, how expensive a, a logistics can be. Um, so yeah, I, I think lowering the price in a responsible manner that makes sense would, would certainly be a, an acceptable solution in my book. Yeah. I, I was, I was sitting here kind of thinking through that bait. The conceptually, uh, it, it might help a little bit. Uh, you know, the bigger picture is kind of like Pokey said, it's, you know, what's the, what is the BPO issue now? Um, one thing I would say about that is that I kind of stopped, I, I had to, you really have to stop uh, equating dust and Eve economic structures because of things like apex suits and all this other stuff. So conceptually I'm kind of okay with it. Um, I think getting rid of malicious stuff is probably okay. Uh, I'm not really sure what ultimately, just in general, because I don't really know what it does for you at this point. It doesn't uh, do anything. Well, yeah, I mean, it takes it, space. it's, th- there is, there is something that, that probably is, you know, since we're right now, we're more or less in the business of simplifying the game. If you think about it, it's a, still a very, very complex game. Uh, well, let me, let me check that. It is complicated in, in, uh, because of the number of competing factors that generate in play stats and outcomes it is not complex in that you know uh, that implies ambiguity so from a complicated standpoint yes i think we should eliminate all all militia things keep it down to the three well really five tiers counting officer and experimental Uh, so really that's eliminating one of six tiers of equipment which i think is fine um there's there's something to that in terms of just simplifying it uh, I would also tell you that I totally agree with Pokey that trying to run Logi, at least historically, has been a very spendy proposition, uh, particularly when you start looking at the number of suits you can lose real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. So, there, you, you know, when you're running like a, if, if you run like a full proto suit, like really maxed out, you're easily hitting, you know, two two bills off that thing easily. Most most big most serious proto suits, like when you're playing real Logi, you're running into about two, 215 to 235,000, depending on, you know, kind of shooter preference on your taste of equipment. So and that, a, that's a just nightmare. ridiculous, you know, to, to pay for a single suit. And yeah, I got the whole like, yeah, but you shouldn't be running proto. It was like, well, I got news for you. If, if, unless you want to run proto equipment, you're not going to be that effective of Logi. Cause the, most for... most of the equipment, the drop off between proto and advanced and standard is greater than it is for almost any other category of equipment or weapon in the game, in terms of efficacy during the match. And that's probably worth looking at as well. If if you've got big gaps in efficiency, it might be worth you know re reevaluating what what the tier difference should really be between you know standard, advanced, and proto. I'm sorry, Ben, I cut you off. Oh no, no, you're fine. I was just, I was just going to throw out that I, I beg to differ that, you know, you to be a to be an effective logi, you need to run full proto. No, um, I didn't. I didn't say that. What I said, what I, what I'm saying is the difference between the two. You get to the point where, like, you'll run advanced gear all the time, or you'll run everything advanced, but your logi equipment will be proto. 
because of I the see. difference in performance. Like it's not about like a single source I, I, I suit see, or everything being on it. So like you'll you'll proto that before you'll put a weapon on if you know depending on how important it is to you. But when you look at the skill, like the difference between standard and advanced for most forms of equipment is not that big. The difference between advanced and proto, very big. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Okay. All right. So any other save rounds for the uh, for the show tonight, guys? All righty. So I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and do some shout outs and we'll kind of go ahead and land this one for the evening. Uh, Zell, we'll lead off with you. Um, I'm going to give my shout out to Ritati for giving us something to talk about this week. And I'm going to beg that he gives us something more to talk about next week. Mm. Okie dokie. Uh, well, that's going to keep me from talking about other games that I'm trying to play. That's, that's unfortunate. Uh, okay. Uh, Bait? Uh, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out. Um... To the first dev to have his name uh, on a hotfix, CCP Fox Four, shout to you, bro. I can't wait to hear you deliver the uh, the official um, hotfix patch notes or the official hotfix notes um, in the dev blog. Uh, that will be very exciting. Um, I love the changes that the changes that you have proposed. Uh, they're great. Shout to CCP Fratati for helping CCP Fox Four uh, with these changes. Amazing job. Shout out to the CPM for helping those two people. Shout out to uh, Ripley Riley's cock. And shout out to my corporation. Love you guys. I'm assuming you're paying a lot of money. Um, let's see. Pokey. Absolutely not. Uh, my shout out will go to the first person who successfully fists a tank in the ass until it dies. Um, you should feel disgusted with yourself because it's just Video wrong. evidence is what we want. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll actually probably give you something. Because it's it's wrong, but yeah, I, I kind of want to see it happen. Um, and also a shout out from uh, Cat Merc, the cat sends his regards. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, let's see, Jada, can you shout outs? Yeah, um, Fisters unite by Orem today. <laughs> How very Denny of you. Uh, and to our special guest, Darth Carbonite, CPM two member. Any shout outs from you, brother? Uh, shout out to Random Guns and shout out to the community who are about to experience what we've been working on. Uh, good luck to you all. Okay. All right. And it's Jason Larison. And I, I have no major shout outs tonight. I don't even have any minor ones, but I do appreciate everybody bearing with us tonight. And we really, really do appreciate Darth coming on and being a good sport and, and having a quick chat with us. So uh, again, good, good stuff out there in terms of uh, somebody still, still attempting to to work on the game uh we acknowledge all that so we do appreciate the work of some of the folks over in shanghai uh even if our frustration with the greater machinations of of ccp are just totally elude us about some things so uh with that folks uh, we appreciate you joining in joining us for episode 73 of biomass so good night and good luck